When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buff Nation. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome in to DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. What is up, chat? He's back. Yeah, what did you say about me yesterday? They asked where he was, and I said, I don't know. You didn't tell me where you were, so I said, I don't know. I specifically told you I didn't realize we had a show, and I am in Colorado Springs. You told me Colorado Springs, but I didn't know where or why. But that's different than saying I don't know where he is. I mean, I could say you're in a city. That doesn't mean I know where you are. Um, there was a miscommunication on the <laughs> schedule yesterday. I'll, I'll take it on me. I'll take it on me. I should have known. Um, but uh, my brain's been a little scrambled since Friday night. I can, I can relate. It was a rough one. It was a rough one. But I've had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. Um, and at first that was a bad thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I've I've moved into the perspective category uh, of dealing with my trauma. And <laughs> here's I have two things that I want to say about this. Okay. One, as weird as it sounds, I like how much that hurt. Because there's been too many games over the last 20 years, really not 20, I'll say the last 10 years, uh-huh. that didn't hurt. Too many right. losses that didn't hurt. Last year, how many I, losses hurt? None of them. They were all immediate and, like, I mean, I guess maybe TCU at the beginning of the year because you're still full of hope. Right. But there have been so many losses that didn't hurt. And so as I was sitting there just wallowing in my pain on Saturday morning, I was like, this is good because – the, when, you, when it hurts that much, one, it just shows where, where the level of care is, right? Yes. But also, it's that pain that makes the wins in the glory moments that much better. Yeah. Uh, and so when Colorado is hoisting the national championship trophy, this will be one of those moments that we exactly. go back to and point to and say, man, remember how much that hurt? That's why this feels so good. And, you, you know... We've talked about it on Friday night, but Oregon State and Kansas and all these historic comebacks and hard losses and ones that are so tough to stomach. Those are what make sports great because it's not always going to reward you. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. And I also am a huge believer. um, I think it was John Wilner who tweeted, like, hopefully Shador is humbled by this moment. Yes, he did. Yep. Fuck that. I'm a believer in sports vulnerability. Believe in your team to the ultimate uh, amount. And then 
when it hurts, it's going to hurt a lot. But when it pays off, it's going to pay off that much more. And I feel yep. the same way about Shador. When you flex on your wins, you're going to get it back on your losses. Like you got Stanford guys doing the Shador. As Bucky would say, you're supposed to do that. Right. That's part of this. It's, it's, a fun, it's part of the transaction of winning and losing of like you give it out, then you got to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the right way to go about things. And there was one more thing that I said. I said I had two things uh, of perspective that I wanted to offer. I can give you a little pause if you okay. want. Just And I'll throw out, I mean, it's like a coaching term, but what you just said is basically adversity doesn't define you. It's how you respond to it, basically. Yep. And that's what's happening with this team is I definitely agree. We're going to look back on that game, look back on that moment, look back on the hurt, and not like be glad or laugh at it, but just kind of look back a little fondly, like look at how far we've come type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think those were, I, I think I hit both of them in that, which the one is, the losses are what make the wins. Yep. Um, and the other one is just that the pain shows you how far we've come in right. just a short amount of time. Now, it's not as if if they would have done something like that last year, it wouldn't have hurt. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have hurt as much because you, there's you can feel that something is happening here. Yep. And in the first half of the game, it felt like it was a step towards that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there's a step back. Um but they have an opportunity in front of them still you know it, it i think it's hard for people to remember that they're a winning football team yes i know they're four, four and three. three yeah um and forget the one and 11 stuff and all that which is obviously important to this but it doesn't even matter to this exact moment which is they're a four and three football team yep all of their goals you know save for winning the pac-12 championship um are still in front of them they can make a bowl game they can you know they can have a winning season um they can have some historic wins you know program definers all of that stuff like all of this is still in front of them uh and i think that if you told cu fans before the season started that they'll be four and three right now everyone everyone would have taken it absolutely man i mean again that's why i keep trying to repeat preach perspective is because you especially in the middle of a season you can kind of get lost in the week to week and you know, of course, every game matters, but I feel like there's almost a lot more emphasis just on the game that most recently happened. And now this kind of brings up what we titled the show. Is it a good time or bad time for a bye week? Because at the same time, you know, you that's the last game you played. You don't get to go out again on Saturday and, you know, cleanse your palate and actually get another chance to put some film out there. Does it linger a bit, do you think? Or where are you at in terms of the bye week? Yeah, I've thought about this a lot too over the last few days and i actually think that one was painful enough that playing another game right after it isn't the best thing Mm -hmm. now if you if if the game was on the schedule and you had to go play it well then you got to do what you got to do this one is one of those ones that takes a second to wash away though um losing to oregon in the way that they did that's one where you're just like that was wiped the slate. Yes, yep. wipe the slate. Let's go. Give me another game. I got to get back out there and yep. prove that that was a fluke. This one, you know, and, and I can only talk about it from my perspective, but I assume the players are similar in the way that it hurt them. That takes us. That, that is not a just flush it down and move on no. game. Like no matter what you want to do, every time you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing you think about. Uh, when you're laying in bed at night, it's the last thing you think about. It's like. It, it, it's really hard one to swallow. It's a really hard one to move on from. And so I actually think that this 
bye week came at the perfect time for them. Um, now, if you had an easy game on the other side of the bye, maybe I'd be saying, yeah, you just... Cal. Well, yeah, like you just want to get Cal in here and yeah. just like take out all of your frustration on them. Right. But you have a really, really important game now against UCLA and an opportunity uh, to win another road game against a ranked team this season. Mm -hmm. um, I think you just need like a fresh, clean slate. Not whatever it would be if you had to run right back out there where you're trying to almost atone for what you did last right. Friday. It's like, take your time get through this mentally get past it figure out why it happened address it and you can do all of that before you have to start thinking about ucla like you can really process this in the right way and then get back and just come come back next week from the bye week go see your family hug your parents your, your girlfriend from back home whatever it is come back completely refreshed completely ready to focus on ucla and stop thinking about stanford I agree. I think it's great timing for a bye week, and for many of the reasons you just said, I mean, this wasn't a normal loss. Like, just being honest, this was a pretty bad loss. Yeah, it's a terrible loss. And, you know, sometimes, as you said, when you if you have another game right after, you almost focus too much on that loss and, like, fixing those specific issues in that game mm -hmm. as opposed to looking forward at your next opponent and forming a game plan around a completely new opponent. Totally. And then also, we're only... This is week eight of college football. So much has happened to this team in those first seven weeks. I mean, it's just been an emotional roller coaster ever since week one. I mean, you get the big win. Um, you beat the hell out of Nebraska. You have the double overtime game to CSU where people even then were freaking out. Yep. And then the Travis injury happens, and that kind of is another like low point of the season up until then. Then the Oregon game, it's like just beaten down, and then you have kind of a rise for USC and ASU. So... It's just been super up and down. I think this team could really use a week just to be neutral. Just no, no football. Just don't even focus on it. Just take some time off uh, and then come back ready to attack next week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought about that a lot, and I truly think that this is one of those ones that you needed a second to just actually flush it out. Like, it's yep. just unrealistic. to like, like, we're sitting here. It's Tuesday. I know that. It just started. The pain just started wearing off for me. Yeah. Like it. it it's like um, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where you're like you're still sick, but you can feel yourself getting better. Yeah. You're like, all right, yep. I just need one more day, and the sore throat's gonna be gone, and I can move on. But if they were playing on Saturday, it would be like too late now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you'd be having you'd have to, you'd have to have double vision, where you're one eye on on UCLA and one exactly. eye back on Sanford. Exactly. And that doesn't work. No. Next week, you come back fully refreshed, all eyes on UCLA, and it's going to be a difficult and challenging game that requires your undivided attention. Right. I mean, I guess on the other hand, I mean, that's what Coach Prime said right after the game, though, is he wishes they had a game to prepare for because I think when you are a coach and you are a player, you're, you're not as emotional, I don't think, as the fans. I mean, the fans... Even the guys in our like comments, I mean, they still talk about everything, specific plays, specific instances from Friday night, but the players tend to turn the page and the coaches tend to turn the page a lot faster. So I understand from that perspective, but I, this is probably as good a timing for a bye week I think they, they possibly could have had unless it was during the time that Travis was hurt and you just didn't even miss a game during then. Yep. And then how about this? They come back and they get the ABC game. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I just love it. Um, yep. I love it because people I, I, I saw Bucky posted on Instagram 
like screenshots of people who are mad about it. And it's just like those networks, their loyalty is to the eyeballs. Yep. Everyone wants to see can Colorado come back from that. Yep. Uh, and the opportunity against UCLA is so incredible. Like it feels like this team's story is it, we're deep into the book, doesn't it? Like there's been so many chapters yeah. of this story already. Yes. We are barely over halfway through the regular season. Mm -hmm. The story still has plenty of twists and turns. And to me, this UCLA game is immeasurable what it could mean to this team to win. Because if you go out there and win, it's pretty much you just Yep. There you go. All's Stanford's good. gone. Yeah. Because you weren't you were supposed to beat Stanford, you weren't supposed to beat UCLA, you flipped them. You know, you can obviously look back and say, oh, you could have won both. Sure. But the truth is you probably were going to be five and three, you know, again, if you're just penciling it in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So go get this win against UCLA. You're back to one win away from bowl eligibility and you have a whole new confidence. Like everyone's kind of trying to discredit that TCU win. UCLA, we're in week eight and they're a ranked team. They're not a fluke. Um, they're not being overvalued because of last season or anything like that. This would be a true blue road win over a ranked opponent. And just, I mean, we go ahead. And you don't have to deal with a, a raucous atmosphere. Right. You're getting a cushy, beautiful weather, not, you know, not loud in the stadium type of game. Yep. I mean, we talked about the second half of the schedule yesterday and how... I don't want to say daunting, but it's a strong second-half schedule. Four out of five ranked opponents. Arizona just beat Washington State, beat the hell out of them. That was crazy. But, I mean, someone just had the comment. I mean, right there at Girls Club, the story's still being written. Like, And and I love her point. This season is not the end of the story. Exactly. And yes. The, when we look back on this season, this season will end up being a chapter. Right. There's all these sub-chapters within the season. Um, but everything is a step towards an end goal and i love that coach prime got right in front of the camera as he of course always does on saturday i think it was and just said like i some people only want the results yep. i truly love the process and as much as that loss hurts you'll look back on it as a part of the process and a part uh, a a thing that needed to be take like that existed in them Mm -hmm. The ability to let off the gas and, and blow a lead like that existed within them. And that part, that needed to be exposed for it to be able to be rectified. Uh, the other thing, too, that keeps on being brought up, Chad had the comment there. You know, Stephen A. Smith, all these people are saying, it's over. It's done. Coach Prime's ride, it, it was fun while it lasted, but it's over. They said that? Pretty much. I mean, we were listening to the podcast today, and Cousin Sal kind of said it. Yeah. They are going to be so upset. When they realize that it's not over. No, no, The no. second they have their next big win, they're going to realize this is this is not just a week-to-week -week thing. As long as Coach Prime is here at Colorado, they are going to constantly be talked about. Everyone's going to watch them. They're going to get some of the best players in the nation, have some of the best recruiting classes, and people are just going to be angry because they think they see this game as like the ending of it. Totally. And... People, all these people came onto the bandwagon or became aware of what was happening with Colorado football at different points. And so there are people who are saying, uh, you know, who, who I guess came along at the wrong time 
and believed for a minute like that this was a national con- national championship contending team. And so for them, it is over, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to do that this season. We know that for a fact now. Um, but f- for everyone that's been following this process, that was never uh, a realistic you know, outcome for this team. So it, to me, it all matters when, when did you become aware of what was happening right. here. Um, and for anyone who's been here for a while, whether that's a longtime Colorado football fan or just uh, a new Colorado football fan that came here from day one when Coach Prime got here yeah. versus the people who started paying attention after they beat TCU, like the people who have been paying attention understand where Colorado football is in the building process and, and obviously the fact that Coach Prime has them headed in the right direction. Right. Uh, Stephen A. didn't say that according to the chat. That's, the point was peop- many people are, though. Like People yep. think that this loss was like the end of all the hype coming out of Colorado. I actually love... Not what Stephen A. said. Stephen A. just called it like it was, saying that that game was an abomination right. or a disgrace or whatever he said um, with his, you know, vast vocabulary. Yes. He always has the best words. Robust. Um, yeah, there you go. See, you <laughs> even used a good vo- a v- good vocabulary word to describe a good vocabulary. Um, and Coach Prime just said, he's right. He's right, it was. Let's move on. Yep. That's all you can do. Still being written, the story... Uh, much better days ahead, man. I strongly believe that. I know many of you do too. Damn, you're getting crushed for saying that, Stephen. I said that. I I know I didn't say that. I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He said he's sorry. Uh, shout out to Olipop. Uh, Olipop is a new delicious soda that is also healthy for you. Has nine grams of probiotics in every can. If you guys were at our tailgate on Friday or come out to any of our tailgates, you can come out and try it for yourself. Uh, it's delicious. It makes a great mixer as well. They've got tons of different flavors. Vintage Cola, Classic Root Beer, Orange Soda, uh, Classic Grape, and many more. Use the code DMVR20. You can get 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. And then, shout out to Hero Bread. Yes, sir. Let us know. Dude, this stuff is legit. Um, it is. There's different kinds you can get gluten free, but uh, the one I've been trying is the low carb, zero carb bread, which, like, technology has advanced in so many different ways, but food technology is a real thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're able to make bread that has does not have carbs in it. It tastes like real bread. Um, and so, if you're like me <clears throat> and you're halfway through football season and you're looking down saying, Damn, I've eaten a lot of shitty food during football season. <laughs> I need to uh, to buck up and get on a diet. Uh, Hero Bread is a great uh, a great alternative uh, to classic bread. So if you're looking at a low carb diet like keto or something, uh, check out Hero Bread. Legitimately tasty. Uh, and you know when you're on one of those diets and you're just like, man, I'm just craving a sandwich. Yep. Perfect, perfect opportunity uh, to go check out Hero Bread and get the best of both worlds. Uh, they not only make just sliced breads, but buns and tortillas as well. You can go to Hero.co and Amazon. Uh, right now, Hero Bread is offering the DMVR fam 10% off their first order. If you go to Hero.co, use the code DMVR and you can save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. Streets are talking, Ryan. Uh-oh. Yep. What are the streets saying? Well, 
course, uh, Stanford, they took their victory lap, right? Mm-hmm. They also took the Twitter after the game. Okay. Fisher Anderson. Uh, on the football team, he's a freshman, I believe, just committed, or he committed in 2021. Oh, I'm just getting my dates picked up. He's class of 26. So he's a sophomore redshirt freshman, at least. Wait, now I'm confused. He committed in 2021. Okay. So 2022 would have been his first year. Oh, okay. What did you say about 2026? That's his class. That's uh, in his bio. Oh, 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 oh. So he's so, graduating college in 2026? Yeah. So gotcha, gotcha. Just context. I don't know if he played or not. Uh-huh. But he had a tweet. Uh-huh. He goes, a few thoughts on last night. Good always wins out, no matter how bleak it looks. When Coach Taylor got hired, he told everyone to stay and leave. Coach Prime told everyone to leave. We are program builders. They are mercenaries. I believe in Stanford football. You should too. Your reaction? Uh, I think it's super disingenuous to say good always wins out because that implies that uh, Colorado is evil in mm-hmm. this scenario. And there's absolutely nothing evil about what Coach Prime or anyone involved with this program has done to this point. Um, obviously, they've had their funds with fun with their wins, but there's this weird idea out there that they like talk shit. Yep. And they don't. I know. They have not gone into a single game where they instigated something with the other team where they, you know, I guess <clears throat> there was kind of Nebraska where like they, you know, they said it was hate week. Right. But like it was. That's whatever. That's what you do in a rivalry. Um, at no point has coach prime or a player on the team taking a shot at their opponent leading into a game at least taking the first shot um so i i just take issue with that part of it more than anything look everyone can do their own thing they can build their program the way they want and when you win just the same way you get to dance you know um but acting like colorado is evil in this scenario because what because they utilize the transfer portal and Stanford has rules limiting their ability to maneuver through the transfer portal. Yeah, that to me is just disingenuous. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's just not, not right. Like what Coach Prime is doing for these players and yep. these young men is just as honorable um, as anything Troy Taylor is doing for his football team. Um, he said when Coach Taylor got hired, he told everyone to stay and believe. Well, Stanford had 21 outgoing transfers. There you go. I mean... Also, like, it. it's also... Uh, there's a lot of lying that happens in college football. Um, it just is. That's just the way it is. Um, but if Troy Taylor had the ability, whether that be via the rules of the university or his own personal recruiting chops to go and get all of the players that coach prime did. He would have done it mm-hmm. straight up. Like, of course he would rather have Shador Sanders than who his quarterback is. Right. Um, of course he wants Travis Hunter. Like, you know, uh, I love what J.R. Payne said today when we were talking to her at, at media day, yep. uh, basketball media day, we'll have a little bit more from that in a minute. But she said like, you know, we have a ton of players on our team that have a chip on their shoulders. Now, of course, I wouldn't turn away a five-star recruit if they want to come here. And like, that's true of everyone, right? Um, you can say you have an identity in this, that, and the other, and that you're not interested in stars, but the second that a five-star recruit is interested, you would do it. And if, and if Troy Taylor had an opportunity to get most, if not all of the transfers that Colorado did, he would have got it too. So, yep. um, credit to him 
for whatever he said to his team at halftime that got them going. But let's not act like this was some sort of win for good versus evil. Uh, that's the most, like, just weird part of the yeah. tweet, honestly. And it reminds me of just what Coach Prime has always said, and you brought it up. Like, people always used to or label Coach Prime as a trash talker, right? When he was a player, and they always talked about how loud and boisterous he was. And he, all he did was, like, be himself. He never talked down on an opponent. Mm -hmm. so and he didn't even talk shit on the field, he, sa he says. Exactly. And this is what's happening with this team. Like, you can talk about the Shador and get upset about that if you want. They don't talk, though. They respect their opponents. They've done it every week this yes. season. And they celebrate their wins, which everyone should do. It's just funny, though, how everyone treats them just like as an like, open lane in basketball, and they just cock it back and dunk it every time they get the chance. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just people not liking the attention that they get. Yep. And, like, that's just never going to change. So get used to it. Yep. But I'm, like, to me, I'm fine with people wanting to dunk on them after they lose. Right. It is what it is. It, like, because I want them to be able to celebrate their wins in the same way. Sure. And the people that are their detractors are going to be sitting there just twiddling their thumbs, waiting for the second that they get to jump back on them. And you know what? When Colorado goes and beats UCLA, Shador's going to throw up the watch after the game. And yep. I'm going to love it. Yep. And then the next time they lose, everyone's going to come out of the <laughs> and like, throw up the watch, like I yeah. said earlier in the show, that's part of sports. That's fun. Yep. You know, like um, if you're playing beer pong against your buddies, like you're going to talk shit to them yes. when you win and they're going to talk shit to you. And then that makes it more fun than if you were just like, Good game. Good game. It's pleasure competing <laughs> yeah. against you. Like, that's not as fun. Right. And that's what this is what sports is about. You know, it's about fun. It's about a lot of things. But one, you know, one of the main parts is like to go out there and have fun. And talking shit is fun. And it, and it comes with a territory of doing it that people are louder when you lose. Right. There's another uh, quote out there today that I thought was pretty relevant as well. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson head coach. And. We can dog on him all he wants, all we want. But this is a, a pretty good quote, I thought. Uh, Stanford, or Stanford. Clemson, of course, has, they've struggled. They're not the world beater they have been in previous years, and they face some criticism. He said, we're at a point where if you don't go undefeated, you are losers. You're terrible, and that is such a terrible mindset. And this is the part that stood out to me. Maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. Did that happen here at Colorado? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I disagree with him in the idea that the bandwagon needs to be lightened mm -hmm. because, as I've said from the start, <clears throat> college football is a support-based business. Yep. The more support you have, the better. Um, now, I'll say this. If you're jumping off the bandwagon right now, you are never really going to support this team in the right. way that it's required um, to, you know, uh, to actually help the program. But... I'll say this, it does shine a light uh, on who's really with you and who's not. Mm -hmm. And that goes for life. Yep. Um, it is your lowest moments that will really illuminate to you who's really with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's one of the, the hard but important parts of growing up, I think. Because when you're in high school and you're in college, you think you have 100 friends. Um, when you grow up, you start to realize you, like, you're lucky if you have five, ten people who you can really call the real ones who ride for you. Um, so this is a little different than that. 
but it is true like whether it's a media personality or a fan um it's moments like this that that make you realize you know who's really with you um and also for the team it's moments like this that makes them realize that all they have is each other now they'll always have the real fans but uh you know in the words of coach prime's mom fan only blows when you're hot it's exact quote i was thinking of when i read that and so somewhat true you know in in this case i think that real fans will always be there to support you guys um but in reality you have to look to the guy in the locker next to you and the guy across the way and the guy who's (laughs) next to you in your position room and say hey we have to rely on each other we cannot rely on outside attention or outside factors to motivate us or to uh hype us up we have to be there for each other. We have to be the ones to hype up each other and get each other prepared for these games. It goes back to also the uh, the spotlight tweet or uh, tweet the spotlight quote that Coach Prime has. You know, it it's gonna be there when you're succeeding. It's also gonna expose your blemishes at the same time. Yep. I mean, it's just kind of the nature of what happens when you have a player or a person like Coach Prime as your head coach. Totally. I mean, the attention is always gonna be there when you're doing well, but. It's going to be magnified and intensified, especially when you're doing bad. But you just got to also realize, I mean, who you're riding with and who rides with you, I guess, at that same point. So. And, you know, had Colorado lost, blown a 29-point lead to Cal last season, which they were not good enough at all to even score 29 <laughs> points, no. let alone get a 29-point lead. Nope. <clears throat> but it wouldn't have been talked about. Mm. Now, it would have made SportsCenter, and, you know, it would have been talked about in there. But in the sense of Stephen A. Smith going on and, and talking about the game um, or, you know, anything of that nature, you know, being talked about on all the highlight shows and everything like it would have just been like, oh, this crazy thing happened. Move on. Like you said, the spotlight illuminates your blemishes. Nope. And so when you do something like that, people are going to talk about it. And I think last thing I have on this, I absolutely loved what Coach Prime said to the team in the locker room after the game which is you thought we were getting uh, love before you, you like that. Well, it's about to flip. Get yep. ready for it. Yep. Uh, and don't go out there responding to people because they're right. Um, and I just love the realness of that message of like, it's one of the benefits of having coach prime as your coach. It's like, he understands how this works. Right. Um, and he understands that with all of the love comes the hate. And when you win, everyone's going to pat you on the back. And when you lose, everyone's going to talk about how you were exposed. And uh, and and so he prepared them for that. And I haven't seen any players talking crazy yep. on Twitter or doing anything of the sort. No, they've been really smart, I think. Yep. I think that's also an advantage of the bye week, too, which plays into the first segment. Um, all right, let's get to basketball media day. I've got one little note, though. Four-star cornerback Jaden Lewis decommitted from Auburn. He received an offer from CU right before he decided to go on this trip and, you know, take his visits to Auburn and then eventually commit there. Oh. So another guy potentially in the fold. We talked about another edge rusher that was in the conversation. He put them in a top three with Ole Miss and FSU. Nice. Four-star kid yesterday. And then, of course, Antoine Hill, the hype with him and uh, how the crowd was chanting AJ. They already figured out his nickname and stuff. Someone in that student section is doing the lord's uh, doing work. the lord's work exactly because every time we have a big recruit on campus they have something for them yep um 
Someone got to someone tell me who that is. Uh, if you're listening and it's you, hit my DMs. <laughs> um, or if you're a student and you know who is organizing this stuff, um, get me in touch with that person. Yep. All right. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet on the NFL, college football, everything over there on DraftKings Sportsbook. We do need a pick of the week this week. We have no buffs, unfortunately. Uh, the Broncos play the Packers. I know they're one and a half point dogs. Okay. Do you want to give a pick out there? Maybe are we fading the Broncos still? My pick of the week is Colorado basketball to win the Pac-12. Let's go. There it is. Um, let me dig while you talk a little bit about our media day, uh, to get us the odds on that. Sure. Um, I mean, it was dope last year. I remember going to media day and I mean, everything was new to me last year too. So there was that like kind of shine to it, but mm-hmm. Just the way they're speaking this year, the players, Tad, everyone, compared to last year, there's just so much more confidence in what they've built, uh, the talent they have, and honestly, just from that perspective, the talent alone, this is a much better team and going to be a much more successful team, I think, throughout the year. The schedule works out, I think, a lot more favorable favorable to them, especially the non-conference. You only really have... Uh, one true road game going to CSU. You do have to go to Dayton for the invitational there. You mm-hmm. have a neutral site game in Brooklyn to play Miami, but this team's going to be strong. Plus 700 Colorado to win the Pac-12. They are fourth in the rankings yep. behind Arizona, USC, and UCLA. There you go. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code DMVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. (laughs) It's all right. She's crooked anyway, too, by the way. Oh, my God. I know. It's a mess. And shout out to us. If you're enjoying the content, (laughs) consider becoming a DMVR diehard. Uh, you get a free shirt at sign up and every year after 20% off merch always exclusive savings on all events. You get access to the diehards only discord. You get a physical diehard card as well. Um, yeah, tons of great deals going on. Go to the DMVR.com, go to the diehard section and sign up today. That's about it. Uh, what were your <coughs> thoughts on basketball media day? Um, so, let me just say this. Well, let me start here so you guys know. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time talking about basketball uh-huh. on this particular program. Um, <laughs> but with it being the bye week and basketball media day being today and obviously um, the tough loss, you know, being there, I thought it was a good, I don't know, palate cleanser yeah. to think about basketball a little bit today. So that's why. Um, in a minute here, we're going to play our interview with Cody Williams. I also think if you're a basketball fan, which I know from our uh, NBA playoffs 
time on yep. this show that we have a lot of basketball fans. Uh, everyone should be interested in Cody Williams, who is projected to be a top five pick. Some places projected three. as a number one pick yeah. uh, in the draft this year. So um, everyone should be a little bit interested in Colorado basketball for that reason. Um, but I think we're, we're still figuring out how we're going to cover basketball this season, mm-hmm. uh, especially while it's overlapping with football. I think we're going to have specialized basketball only content yep. so that the people who are truly here just for football um, don't have to watch it if they want. And the people who are true CU basketball fans will have content as well. Moving on from that, I have to tell you that uh, before Coach Prime got to Colorado, mm-hmm. my favorite coach that I've ever covered anywhere, and I've covered you know lots of different coaches with the Broncos, unfortunately, um, lots of different CU football coaches. I've only covered one CU basketball coach. He's now going into his 14th season, um, and of all the coaches I've covered at any level, before Coach Prime, Tad Boyle is my favorite. Um, he keeps it real, yes, much he does. in the way that Coach Prime does. He does not really like lying to the media. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, you know, he will tell you why something is the way it is. Yep. He'll tell you what his real expectations are for the team. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed um, talking with him today, uh, watching him run practice. You know, yep. we got to watch one football practice, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched hundreds of coach uh, Boyle press or uh, practices because they're his practices are open to the media every single day Um, and I just love watching him coach man he is he coaches them hard but I think he coaches them fair and uh, yeah you know someone uh, our our guy Ted uh, who is writing the fantastic series about uh, 100 years at Folsom on the website you should check it out by the way Um, he tweeted out like Tad Boyle's voice is is calming and reassuring to me. Yep. And as I was sitting there in that press conference today, I was like, yeah, I, I relate to this. Like he, he it just he's uh he's been here for a while. He's, you know, true he is Colorado basketball. Yep. Uh and of all the quotes, I thought my question to him, not to toot my own horn, but I asked him, with the randomness of the NCAA tournament, is it fair to put expectations on a team that are based on how far they go in the NCAA tournament because everyone outside and I, he knew exactly what I was talking about says, well, Colorado has to get to the sweet 16. If this, if they're going to do it, this is the year, right? Yep. They have a potential one and done player, um, that level of talent, they have senior leadership. And so I asked, is it, is it fair to do that? And he essentially started by saying no, but then said, that is the expectation. Mm-hmm. This program to take the next step needs to make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Yep. And I love that. And it shows me that if he's willing to say that, he believes it can really happen. I mean, I love his passion. It's very evident when you watch him coach, when you watch him speak about this team, just how passionate he is, not only about the sport and about CU, but about like Coach Prime, just bringing up young people and molding young people and helping them be the best people they can be, not only on the court, but in life. Uh, And he spoke about that a lot today because the transfer portal came up a lot and his philosophy when it comes to that NIL and just recruiting. So he's fascinating to talk to. We also talked to Coach J.R. Payne. Yep. And uh, we got to ask her about, you know, she's been able to build a relationship with Coach Prime and, of course, Shelham is on the basketball team as well. So uh, if you're ready, Alyssa, let's roll the clip. Um, What has it been like getting to know him and also what has it been like uh, coaching Shelham yeah, um, I mean, I tell anybody that'll listen, I, I love Coach Prime. I love 
um, what he's about. I love uh, the just the standards they have within their program. Very much line up with the things that are mean a lot to us. Um, you know, Shelamai's no different. Like she, she works hard. She's coachable. She's listening. She's trying to. I mean, she's a freshman at a new school, trying to catch up and keep up. And um, you know, on a very veteran team, that's not an easy thing to do. So uh, I appreciate Coach Prime. He came to practice yesterday, and you know, got to watch a little bit. I told him he should bring his whistle next time. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think I think he's incredible for this university, for this department. And again, it's not just the celebrities that are coming. It's not just the the shine. Like it, it's it's the foundational things, you know, that he's about that that elevate and lift us all up. Oh. All right, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love the effect that Coach Prime has had this university and how much he loves it, and it feels like the love is reciprocated back towards it. Absolutely. Um, it's the last part of that quote for me. Yeah. It's not about the celebrities. It's about the foundation uh, and principles that he stands on that mm -hmm. elevates the university. Yep. Uh, and I love that Coach Payne gets it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she gets it on a lot of levels. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to Coach Prime, she really gets it. Uh, and if you follow her on Twitter, um, she's always uplifting Coach Prime yep. and that the football team and celebrating their wins uh, and, you know, basically clapping along when Coach Prime has a great quote and all that stuff. Um, so uh, I really appreciate her because she's, you know, it's easy for people, I guess, in the media or whatever players to talk about what Coach Prime is really about. But from a coach um, who is getting to be there on campus with Coach Prime and see the actual impact that he's having to say it to people about what he's really about, um, mm -hmm. it, I think it, is, it hits different. Yep. All right, let's get Wait, to really quick. Go ahead. On coaches uh, and Coach Prime, um, I feel as though there's going to be a local media member who <laughs> attempts <laughs> to pit Coach Prime and Coach Boyle against yep. each other. Yep. Um, based on the line of questioning I had today. And I just. Not you say, had. No, no, no. The line of questioning I heard. Okay. I didn't mean I had. Line of questioning I heard um, today. Uh, and so I just want to warn everyone for that one in advance. Don't fall for that. I actually think that um, while they obviously have their differences because every coach is different, yeah. I think Coach Prime and Coach Boyle are similar in many ways in terms of, um, in the end, it's about developing young men. Yes. Uh, and I've seen you know Coach Boyle stand on that for a long time, uh, and, I, and I've seen, obviously, Coach Prime stand on that uh, in the short time that we've been around him. So, um, yeah. I'll just leave it at that before we get into all the uh, the BS. I mean, you're not going to be surprised when you see who and where it comes from. Nope. No, you sure won't. <laughs> all right. We'll and then once there. that comes out, then I'll I'll tell the rest of that story. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. <laughs> Let's talk to you guys later in the week about that one. Yep. All right. Uh, we talked to five-star <laughs> freshman, uh, top recruit in the country, Cody Williams, today. A very, very impressive individual. Very impressive young man. Second time for me talking to him, and he's just as advertised. 18 years old, already being told he's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft or number two or three pick, uh, and I was very impressed by his maturity. And, you know, we were talking with someone in the program shortly after we talked to Cody, uh, and one of the things I said to them is it says a lot about Cody – and him being different, the fact that he's here. Right. Because 
and his family and the way that he was raised, he truly picked Colorado because he felt that his relationship with Coach Boyle was stronger than any other program that he could play for. He could have played for Duke, Kansas, anywhere, Kentucky, anywhere in the country. Yep. Um, he chose to play for Coach Boyle because he felt a connection with Coach Boyle. Yep. And I think it takes a certain type of person at 18 to understand that it's not about a bag. It's not about uh, the name that's going to go on the front of your jersey. It's not about any of that. Draft selection. It's about <clears throat> being around someone that you trust to develop you into the best player that you can be. And for Cody, that was Coach Boyle. Uh, and I think in the interview, you'll 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 see how he is uh, wired differently than your average 18-year-old superstar basketball player. Oh. All right, Alyssa, whenever you're ready, go ahead and roll it. Five-star freshman forward, Cody Williams. Cody, I met you and talked to you earlier in the summer, right after you just got here. Mm -hmm. It's been a few months since then. What has that progression been like for you? Uh, obviously, I'm obviously more comfortable on the court because, you know, getting more used to just our flow offense, our sets, our defensive reads. Uh, so just like obviously the more I've been on the court, the more comfortable I've got with the system and now I can just pray freely, you know. So for me, that's just been the biggest thing. I've gotten stronger, uh, more on balance, better defensively. So just all the little things that like I got away with in high school that I can't get away with here, I've corrected just by watching film with the coaches and they've taught me a lot. Has it been a big learning curve for you? I mean, you played in the U19 tournament, but has it been another jump just kind of doing practices here at Colorado now? Um, I wouldn't say it was a huge learning curve just because obviously that uh, USA really helps because we ran the same exact sets and defenses. So I was ahead of the curve as a freshman coming in. But there was definitely just a jump, you know, coming here. Uh, just the physicality. Obviously, USA helped with that too because in FIBA, like, you get in the paint, they just let you hack foul. So just getting, like, obviously that helped me getting here. And then, yeah, just that jump for the physicality and the speed of the game on a longer court, wider court, that's just kind of been the adjustment I had to get used to, obviously, in altitude, too. Yeah. So that was rough. But I'm well adjusted now, and I feel way comfortable on the court. You got to be a part of that dinner with the 76ers. Mm -hmm. uh, take us through that experience. What was that like for you? Uh, honestly, it was huge. I mean, not I don't know how many people can be like, oh, you know, Coach Prime invited me to eat dinner with the 76ers. <laughs> But uh, just it was huge just talking to those vets. I was sitting with uh, Rico Hines uh, and another one of the – I forget his name. It was another one of the draft picks. And just, like, learning how their practices are, the intensity of their games, how training camp's going. And then, obviously, hearing from Dion just his mindset in practice. Because, you know, his mindset carries over regardless what sport you're in. You know, just his work ethic. He's really going out there trying to, you know, like, kill people in practice, make them better. So for me, that's just something I can take here. Like, the only way I'm going to get my teammates better is if I push them, you know, try to, like, you know, obviously do my best in practice. So for me, just learning, like, how they got to their position, just, like, the day-by-day -day things they were doing, you know, taking care of their body, getting sleep, uh, you know, lifting weights, making sure their body's taken care of, those are kind of just, like, huge things I took with me. Was there any specific interaction you had that night with one of the players that really stood out to you? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'd say, I'd say the biggest one I had was with just Rico Hines. He was just talking to me about, like, just, like, coming in as a freshman, what you have to do. You have to, you know, play solid. I know how to play basketball. You have to play the right way. Biggest thing is defend. Don't turn the ball over. And kind of just, like, play your game. Know what you're good at and, you know, stick to it and improve on it. Don't try to do anything outside your game, you know. So, for me, that was just kind of huge, like, coming in as a freshman. Like, just, you know, just be solid, play my game. I know what I can do and, you know, just be effective in that.
You mentioned FIBA and kind of getting that extra time to work with Tad at that experience. I guess what was the biggest thing that you learned from just working with Tad that extra time during the summer? Um, biggest thing, uh, definitely just watch a lot of film because I was watching film like in high school. I'd watch film, you know, I'd watch it, mm -hmm. but like he really like told me like film is really gonna help you, and it did. Like I watch film here every day and it's just been helped me a lot just kind of learn the little things uh, like my off ball's gotten a lot better just you know by watching film so is my on the ball how to get steals being gaps uh, when to rotate you know how to read a guy's eyes where he's gonna throw it so I think like that's just been the biggest thing he's taught me is just like learn just keep learning never be satisfied and always be coachable you got a group of guys who are pretty established vets too you know Tristan Eddie KJ mm -hmm. how have they helped you kind of come along as well Oh, they're not afraid to get on me in practice if I make a mistake. Um, obviously, in like a coaching way, but you know, practice gets intense, and you make a dumb mistake, they're gonna make sure you hear it. So, for me, just being coachable by those guys, and those guys know I'm not afraid to be coached. So they, you know, they're gonna make sure I know what I'm doing. If I have any questions, they're gonna answer them. And then, like even off the court, if I need anything, anything, I can call them. You know, they'll call me back, hit me up, make sure I'm all taken care of. So just having that connection with like seniors who like aren't gonna treat you like a freshman, they're gonna treat you, you know, like their little brother and take care of you. That's just been huge for me developing on and off the court. When you're being projected as a number one overall pick before you've even set foot on a college court, mm -hmm. how do you stay in the now? How do you stay here? Um, I also know those things aren't really act because like you said, like I haven't played a college game, so can't really trust those things but for me it's kind of like you have to you know have the mindset and be smart enough to recognize that you have to be focused on Colorado basketball and for me that's just been the biggest thing coming here is making sure I'm locked in every day for practice on um, practice not thinking about oh he's projected this or that you know you could play with his brother blah 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 I'm really just focused on getting better every day and Colorado basketball winning the Pac-12 championship and you know that starts every day in practice with every drill and every rep so for me, that's like just every day making sure I'm locked into Colorado basketball. Is that something that Coach Boyle kind of told you when you came here? Is like, hey, if you follow me, if you do all the things that you need to do, like the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. Oh, yeah, and he already knew because I was like me and him and my parents just have a great relationship. He already knew where my mindset was at. He knew I was only thing I'm focused on is Colorado basketball. I'm not worried about what all the outside noise says, you know. He always says voices and choices you can have it listen to uh, all the outside noise or I can listen to my head coach who knows what he's doing in one championship. So, like, we were on the same page when even on my visits, like, um, if I were to come here, I'm only focused on basketball. So I think that helped me a lot. Obviously, he reiterated and I was coming here, like, there's going to be a lot of noise and talk. You just got to filter it. But, like, I think just being on the same page when I was coming here about, you know, our goals, I think that helped us out a lot. You already kind of mentioned, you know, what you learned from Coach Boyle and the vets in the offseason, but you've got a few young guys coming in with you. Mm -hmm. It just feels like this team has come together really quickly and you guys are already a close-knit family. Do you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. Uh, obviously, I have a lot of work on, a lot to get better, but I think the thing that helps us is we're all so close. So we're not afraid to correct anybody if they have a mistake. You know, we're all coachable. So I think, like, you can't really do that if you don't have a close-knit team. So I think just our locker room chemistry is, like, really what's allowing us to get better each day. You have a lot of uh, NBA players that played here at Colorado. Mm -hmm. Have you been in contact with those guys, and, and what has their message been to you? Oh, yeah, like Andre Roberson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Derek White, um, all those guys. They're just here, like, 
three weeks ago. I think it was for the USC game. Yeah. Or one of the games before that. And, you know, we were just playing with them, scrimmaging them. And obviously, against while we're playing against them, they're teaching us the little things. So I think it's just huge having guys like that, you know, come back. And that just shows how, how good the program is, how connected it is when guys are coming back willingly to, like, work out with Steve or just, you know, talk to the players. So I think that's huge and something that can't be taken for granted. You got one, Tristan? No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Steve. You said that was a big reason why you came here. Just how has that process gone working with him these first few months? Uh, I could just tell I'm getting stronger. I feel way more on balance. I'm able to get lower on defense. And I trusted him wholeheartedly coming here, and I knew he was going to get my body right. Mm -hmm. So for me, just, you know, getting in that weight room and working with him every day, it's been huge. And I can tell a difference on the court. So that's like, I knew I was one of the biggest reasons why I was coming here. Like, Steve is going to get me right. He's going to get me stronger, more on balance. You know, just become a more functional basketball player, and he's doing just that. Thanks a lot, Cody. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You. Good luck. Appreciate you, you Cody. We'll see okay. you just a heads up for your benefit. Very impressive young man. I'm glad the chat liked that, too. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. We uh, we were hoping you guys would enjoy that. Yep. Um, and I'm super excited to watch him. Yep. You know, it's uh, it's just rare to get a player like that of his uh, ability mm -hmm. to come to the University of Colorado to play basketball. But <clears throat> it's also rare for a player of that level and that ability to have the perspective that he has. Um, and it's a huge credit to, you know, his family. Uh, his brother is obviously an NBA player. Yep. Like, um, Lottery pick, too. Yep, exactly. So it's going to be really fun to watch. And uh, we get, we'll have some more content from Media Day going out on the channel. So if you guys want to uh, get to know the CU basketball team a little bit better, yep. um, we talked to the four, I would say, like legitimate stars of this team. Yeah. Uh, KJ Simpson is now a veteran guard who, you know, if you like dudes who leave it all out on the floor, you're going to love KJ Simpson. Um, you know, he is a dog. Same with Eddie, though. For sure. Eddie Lampkin. Uh, CU fans will remember Evan Batty to me. He's like almost a reincarnation um, energy yeah. guy that, you know, we'll, we'll be getting the crowd fired up. And then Tristan De Silva, we talked to uh, an incredible development story. Yeah, seriously. Uh, a guy who came in completely unheralded. Now his brother was a really great player at Stanford. Uh, and I think there was an idea of like, it's almost like CU was like taking a flyer on the fact that he just, maybe he'll become his brother. Right. He might be better than his brother. For sure. Uh, and so those are the four guys we talked to today. Uh, and so check out the, the channel. Like I saw someone in there. I think it was Ed. Yeah. Said, all right, I'm a CU basketball fan Let's now. Let's go. I love, love it, it, man. Uh, so if you want to get to know the team a little better, uh, check out the channel for more of those interviews. Just one more plug for that interview with KJ. I love talking to that dude, and he was just uh, amazing again today. So yep. And great stuff on Coach Prime in there, too. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, and... He called him Coach Prime every single he time. He did. Yep. <laughs> KJ's a dog, man. He's always in the stands too at the bat, at the football games and everything with all the other players. What is Cody Williams' brother's name again? Uh, Jalen. Yeah. Yep. Plays for the OKC Thunder. I believe was like the twelfth overall pick, something like that. And he's really good. Yeah, really good. Um, I think he was a rookie last year, the year before. I can't remember exactly, yep. but. Feels like all of OKC was a rookie last year or the year before. Yeah, that's true. So much young talent on that roster. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped you guys enjoyed that. We'll definitely be talking a little bit more hoops, but as Ryan said, there will be a, a separate show or we'll figure We're, we're going to try to make yeah, a little yeah. bit of both. Like, we're always going to touch on the big topics here. Right. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, especially as this team 
hopefully starts making a run, like we'll create some basketball specific content. Yep. On someone else asked too, Cody Williams committed before Coach Prime got here. Like yes, Ted he had this program rolling before Coach Prime got here. Oh yeah, and now hopefully you know the uh, the Coach Prime effect will spill over, and yep. uh, we're already seeing it kind of benefit all programs around the uh, around the school. So um, heck, you know you combine getting Cody Williams. Hopefully you make a run this year. You have all this buzz around the University of Colorado and the brand and the colors and yep. the school and. You know, just because um, football is getting most of the shine doesn't mean that there's not a basketball player sitting on his couch watching college game day beneath the flat irons yep. saying, damn, mm -hmm. I might want to play there, you know, so um, it's going to be beneficial for everyone. <laughs> a lot of people asking who the media person was. It was I Mark Kisla. Well, <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, you can watch the press conference on our YouTube channel. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to while we're at it. Let's go. I'm just going to, you know what? They're going to keep asking Scorched questions. Scorched earth. Let's go. So I'm going to give you all the answers. Mark Isla, and this, I mean, this is on video. So you it can it happened. Yeah. He said to uh, Tad Boyle, I can't help but notice that your shirt says family on it, not Tad, which was a clear <laughs> shot at Coach Prime. Absolutely. Uh, and it's why I said, I assume there's going to be a column coming out that pits them against each other. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll just say right now, the headline will be something along the lines of um, Tad Boyle explains the problem with what Deion Sanders is doing, or <laughs> Tad Boyle would never run his program like, like Deion said, something like that. Uh, and I just... I want to get ahead of it and say that I think that's bullshit. Well, it's going to happen. You already know it. Yep. Uh, amazing read by you there. Just seeing the future, oh, already yeah. knowing what's going to happen. I, I mean, mean, it was pretty obvious. The predictable question, people are going to be predictable. That's true. All right. Uh, guys, get your questions in now. We will get to them here very, very shortly. Also, hit that like button and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We would appreciate your five-star review as well. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. Uh, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Patio season is over, but Illegal Pete's is still amazing. Um, go in there and get a drink, get a burrito. Also, you can go get their queso pen. Illegal Pete's and O-Pen uh, have been doing it for 10 years. They've collabed on a new THC cartridge. If you bring this thing into an Illegal Pete's, You'll get a free small chips and queso. Uh, I promise the pen does not taste like queso. Oh, okay. That's you, what you I've been told. It? <laughs> I haven't tested it yet, but that's what I've been told. Uh, shout out to Legal Pete's. Also, shout out to Foco, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with an amazing product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, novelty items. They got bobbleheads, straw hats, overalls, basically anything fun. That is not like your regular, like, I don't know, sports merchandise. Foco's got it. Um, they've got your back for Colorado. They have our back for Colorado sports and have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DMVR and you'll get 10% off. Um, they got tons of stuff there, not just CU. So go check them out. Jake, we are at 19.9 thousand followers on DNVR Buffs Twitter. I don't know if that's real anymore, though. What do you mean? Because it was it said twenty point six yesterday. Oh, we probably just got purged. Mine got uh, got purged too. Just I with know. bots. I almost hit seven k on mine, and then just yeah, I was at like thirty seven point eight yesterday. Now I'm at thirty six point nine. I think they're probably just getting rid of bots, which is a good thing. Well, the point remains the same. Go to yes. Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. 
Look up DMVR underscore buffs. Give us a follow to stay updated on everything that we're doing uh, with CU. Last thing I'm saying about this, the comment about Tad's shirt. <laughs> I just hate this idea that like uh, there's something wrong with self-promotion. I know. We live in a society of self-promotion. It's jealousy, bro. Uh, and you should self-promote. You know? Like, if you sit there and wait for someone else to do it for you, it might never happen. Yep. Um, so, t you know, uh, celebrate your own personal dubs. Um, promote yourself because people will listen. Yep. Well said, man. Great life advice there. There you go. All right. Uh, what's up, chat? What do we got? What's up, Travis? Thinks you will get a bowl game with only five wins. I mean, it's in the realm of possibility, but I don't and they have the brand name. I mean, oh, it'll if there is a bowl game that needs a spot filled, CU would be number one on the list. Absolutely, for sure. That being said, let's not cross that bridge unless we have to. Well, let's just get bowl eligible and take all questions That's out. That's what of I it. mean. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Travis. Yo, Creo, I believe. Do we know if Juju's practicing with the team? Uh, Coach Prime said last Tuesday, or after the game, actually, he said that he is still on the team and he's not injured. So it has to be a disciplinary reason why yep. he didn't play. And he said, ask him why he didn't play. Uh, that's true. He did say that, too. <laughs> Do you know what Yo, Creo means? No. It means I believe. I believe I believe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Dom Peasy at the Super Chat. Kind of more like I think but in this case i believe i'm looking it up uh thanks for the super chat don says fun fact prime's first seven games at jsu they were four and three how about that next season 11 and one things are going to plan buffs fans it's definitely not over hashtag we coming thank you for the super chat don you are spot on my friend appreciate your perspective you're right i believe i believe yo creo uh, SoCal Buff, two people. SoCal Buff and SC Buff with the question, UCLA tailgate. Okay. Uh, again, you know what? I'll just take you guys all the way inside behind <laughs> the curtain. Um, we are working on a UCLA tailgate. The problem that we are running into right now is that the price that we would be charged to create this tailgate would would require us to charge you guys a lot of money. And I personally don't like doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so we could spin up a tailgate right now and charge, you know, ex a, 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 an exorbitant amount for tickets. I'm tr we're trying to figure out a solution that doesn't make us do that. So, okay. you know, L.A. prices are kind of killing us right now. Yep. Um, I but I can assure you we are working on it. And I'm hoping that no matter what, we will have something, even if it's not our normal like style right, right. Uh, and maybe more of just like a meetup outside the stadium. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I know there's a question already in there. We are going to be out there for UCLA and we're going to have opportunities to hang out with y'all. So we'll make oh, it yeah. happen one way or another. For we sure. We'll be there. Uh, Robert with the super chat. Just clean up the penalties, please. Those, especially the personal fouls, personal fouls killed CU and run the ball more, especially Hank and Alton. Still a lot of football left. Absolutely. Robert. Yeah, most penalized team in the country right now. Yep. Um, Crazy after they were so well disciplined in week one and week two. I'm just not sure what happened there. I think this goes back to the bye week being perfect timing and how just so much has happened in these first seven weeks that 
the team it's been an emotional ride yeah honestly it yeah it has so i think the team is just a little bit you know tense in a way and that probably is why that happened but i mean the substitution infractions are just that's just coaching in my opinion yep. I mean, you got to figure that stuff out yeah the substitution one is uh, you know neely said it after the game it's just trying to be too perfect in terms of the personnel mm-hmm. um sometimes you just gotta yep. ride with who's out there and call you know try and call a good play yep uh, another super chat from my guy, Big Teasy. Do you think there is too many rotations on D? Not getting a chance to get confusion on substitutions. I'm ride or die with Coach Prime. Sco buffs. Kind of what we were just talking about there, but I mean, it's almost like there's not enough rotation, though. I don't know. It's a little bit of both. I mean, you're seeing yeah. guys come in and play whole games that hadn't played before, like a Brendan Gant. Um, you're seeing yeah. guys like Cam Summon Craig miss games and not play and after playing well. Um, that part is different for me than what I've, I'm accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it almost kind of reminds me of like a basketball team where you're trying to find your playoff rotation during right. the regular season. And obviously this it, football is different where even if they do make the postseason, it's, it's going to be one game this year. But maybe the second half of the season is their quote unquote postseason where it's like, okay, we've, we know what our playoff rotation is now and we're going to ride with it. I think that's one of the many pauses we can look on with this bye week is this is probably the healthiest CU has been since week one. I mean, I know right tackle is a bit of a mess right now with Savion and Reggie Young, but Travis is back. Uh, we need to find out what's up with Cam. But, I mean, you're getting all these guys back. Gant's back. McCaskill's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des Moines, we even heard about. We didn't get to see him too much. But I think just having all those guys healthy and able to contribute is going to be a big factor in the second part of this season. And... I think help decide some of those lineups and look again. I mean, this is a brand new team, a lot of brand new players. Uh, I guess brand new to see you and a lot of new coaches that are new to see you as well. So I think they're all, there's no preseason in college football. You can't like feel yourself out against an actual opponent uh, like you can in the NFL. So I think that that's what a lot of earlier in this year was, was just seeing what guys can do when they're in on the field playing. Yep. So. Um, uh, MC, any press access this week? Possibly tomorrow. We didn't get confirmation on that. Um, our guess is no. Yeah, I'm betting no, though. It would be a pleasant surprise if we heard that they had uh, um, media availability tomorrow. Um, we are guessing that it is, uh, it is not going to be anything until probably next Tuesday. Yeah, I don't have anything, so I think. That should be the expectation. We're trying to make something happen for you guys, though. DMVU. Did you all see the block downfield that Reynolds made on St. Brown's touchdown for Detroit this Sunday? That's the type of effort that should be the benchmark for any football player. Amazing block. Fired me up, and it brought me back to Hard Knocks Mm -hmm. with the Lions when they're deciding, and I'm going to misremember this a little bit, but this is how I remember it in my head. Uh Uh-huh. They're deciding whether or not to keep Craig Reynolds or someone else in the running back room. Mm-hmm. And um, who's their coach again? I'm blanking right Dan now. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is essentially just says like, Craig's a dog. Like, I don't, I don't think I can cut him. I don't think I'll be able to sleep at night if we cut him. Yeah. Uh, and that play right there exactly illuminates why you keep players like that on your team. And to the, the point of the commenter, like, 
th that is something that all players should be striving to uh, to play like that and um, you know make those types of plays for your teammates because that might not get the um, the post game interview because of that block right but you're gonna get your shine in the film room oh yeah um, yeah man just an amazing effort play I love how that team's playing by the way Lions <sighs> Dan Campbell man he can coach. Put some respect on my guy Jared Goff's name, too. <laughs> he, that's your guy, huh? Bro, I mean, look, not my guy. <laughs> I just feel like he's one of the many quarterbacks who are treated too unfairly when we have literally terrible quarterbacks that play every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he looks good. He looks really good. Has there ever been a situation where a, pick, a number one pick flamed out with the team that they were drafted by and then ended up being as good as Jared Goff has been for uh, the Lions for their second team. Like, wasn't that Plunkett? Wasn't he uh, a first overall that's pick? That's a long time ago. Um, yeah. Good, good callback. Um, but it's so rare. Like, I feel like sometimes you get excited about it. Um, you know, let's just say the Broncos were to like acquire Trey Lance. Yeah. It's like you get really excited about it and then it just almost never right, works out. Right. Um, but credit to, to Jared Goff and to, Dan Campbell and I believe the offensive coordinator's name is Ben oh, Johnson. Ben Johnson, yeah, he's yep. a dog too. Yep, they uh, they're doing a great job over there. So it's been it's it's if you like football, you like watching the Lions. Absolutely, one of the best teams to watch right now, I think. Yep, Sean Plunkett was drafted first overall in 1970 to the Patriots. Went on to win two Super Bowls and Super Bowl MVP for the Raiders. Unfortunately, wow, so that's really really impressive. That's the only one that comes to mind, though. I can't think of another like. I can't first think overall. of one in our life, like in our lifetime. Yeah. Stafford, I guess, to the Rams. But he no, he, he wasn't a bust. But he uh, he did ball out in Detroit, but obviously he took it to another level. Well, yeah, of course. Um, and I think Alex there's been Smith? I think there's been cases of that. Alex Smith is a good one. Yep, that's a really good one. Even though, yeah, I mean, I would say he's had he had equal success compared to what Jared Goff is doing. Right. right. He probably even had a little bit more. Sure. Uh, would have had more if he w didn't have Peyton Manning standing in his way the whole, pretty much the whole time he was in Kansas city. Whatever. They deserve it now. <laughs> uh, multiple people asking if Unk is joining the show this week. He's back in Jackson, but, uh, I think we might have him on remotely. There at you some go. Point. There you go. Possibly someone else coming in too, but we'll find out. All right. <laughs> Good show. Great show. Uh, good times up in Boulder today. Yeah. Um, pay attention to Colorado men's and women's basketball. Shout out to the women yep. for being ranked number 20 preseason poll. They have a ton of talent on that team, so mm -hmm. they'll be fun to watch. Uh, and, and like we said earlier, we'll be following it. Yep, multiple uh, interviews going up on our YouTube channel shortly. So Joey Harrington, who did he have success with? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't either. <laughs> Tampa Baker? Are we considering nope, seven games of nope, success? No, nope, no, nope, no. I don't nope. think so. What's either. their record? Uh, I want to say three and three. They might be two and four though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Baker fan. I still like Baker, but uh, I, I'm I'm unmoved. It's the same thing though. Like all the thing you know, I was just talking about it earlier with Shador. Like yeah, I loved all of Baker. You know, right? Flexing on him and sure throwing the like. I just love that stuff. I think that stuff makes sports fun and people always get vilified for that stuff. But also like that's also part of it. Mm -hmm. Like 
from my side of things, I like when they become the villain. It makes me like them more. Yep. Nicholas throws out Geno Smith. He's had quite the turnaround, too. Geno is a great one. What was he drafted like? He was Oh, he was a second-round pick, though. He, he wasn't was. a first-round pick. Still, Steve Young, that's another <clears throat> good one. Geno had some of the craziest games I've ever seen in college. Like, the numbers that he put up and stuff. That Tavon Austin highlight reel, man. Yep. All right. Uh, shout out to you guys, chat. Again, check out the YouTube channel. We'll have plenty more content coming later today. We'll see you tomorrow. Skull Buffs. Skull Buffs. Y'all silly like the mayor. 